Hey, a friend, are you a side hustler ready to level up and achieve consistent results for 2024? Mm? Well, join my Side Hustle Success three-part masterclass series for Q1. That's right, Q1. So on the last Thursday of each month this quarter, so January, February, and March, I'll be hosting an interactive workshop and spilling the beans on creating an easy action plan, mastering time like a boss, and crafting killer content strategies. Click the link in the show notes today to register and let's crush those side hustle goals together. Hey, a friend, you're now listening to the Shine to Five Method for Side Hustlers podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen N. James. But since you're here, that means that we're peeps, so you can call me CJ. The Shine to Five Method is a hub to help women identified professionals who have a side hustle go from having a boss to being a boss. So listen for tips, guest expert advice, and my personal stories that will inspire and motivate you to take consistent action and shine in your own business so you can break free of your employee mindset. Girl, before you know it, you'll be well on your way out of your nine to five for good, but only if that's what you want. On that note, let's get into this week's episode. Joining me today is Ryan Lisan, and she is a Master Your Mindset coach. And we're going to be talking about three essential tools to advance your professional dreams. But before we get into the conversation, I have to give Ryan a moment to shine. Tell us more about yourself and thank you so much for being here with me today. Take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, CJ. It's really awesome to be here with you and your amazing listening audience. It's it's truly an honor. I'm so excited. So um, who am I in terms of shining? Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Thank you. Like a moment to really shine my light. So I am a brilliance activator. At the very core of what I do, I actually help people to um, turn on... The light is already there. I help them to value their value so that they can own that light. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me 43 years, 44 years, and I'm 44 years old, Mm -hmm. to really walk in that. And I have to like decide to walk in it every single day, you know? Um, I am my own best client. I can't walk away from that, even as I shine my own light. So I understand what it's like to be riddled by the mindset of imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and distractionism. I know that weight mm-hmm. all too well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it is an everyday decision in like micro moments to decide internally because that's where it, that's where the shine comes from. I mean, lots of people I think every day would say like, oh, Ryan, you're shining, you're shining. Mm-hmm. But that's because um, I'm a high achiever and I've been highly socialized and all the things, all the things that you're listening audience is also. Mm-hmm. And people tell them, <laughs> you're shining, sister. And inside, she may be, you know, like me so often like, am I like what's happening on the inside? You know what I mean? And that's because there are ways of 
perceiving yourself that are quite frankly, like really unhealthy. So I am a brilliance activator. I'm a healer. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. Um, I am a lover of black women who are ready to put down the mask of, I have to be all to all and I have to work twice as hard and expect half and say, I'm going to sit with myself and I'm going to do the work Mm -hmm. and I'm going to come out on the other side every time knowing more about myself. And that takes courage. Mm -hmm. And so that's me. I'm like that chick who (laughs) is so passionate about it. I've read like 20, 30 books this year alone about um, personal development, about spirituality, about leadership, about business, about um, the subconscious mind. That's who I am. I I live it. I breathe it. I love it. I'm a nerd about it. And I really want to help us break out of these mindsets that hold us back. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you for that intro. Thank Thank you you for sharing and just owning it. Like I can just tell from when you're sharing, like like, (laughs) you said it took, you know, 44 years and it, but it's a daily, it's it's every (laughs) day. I get it. Every Every day you got to show up yeah. and, and just make the decision. I love that. You make the decision yeah. to take up space and to shine. I am here to just cheer you on. Um, so in your mm-hmm. journey and taking the 44 years, and I love to ask yeah. this question, right. the transition story from employee mm-hmm. to entrepreneur and knowing that as you know, a black woman, as a woman of color, it takes a little bit extra for us to make these decisions mm-hmm. for ourselves and to really own mm-hmm. it and take mm-hmm. up space. What was your journey, your mm-hmm. experience like? Share with us. Please. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And as I, you know, share very, share and really mean that took 44 years, there are a lot of those micro moments that you are hitting on because you're such a beautiful interviewer that's going to really highlight there have been watershed moments where it has been like, oh, yes, owning it, Ryan. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as then, it, then, then, then it becomes... That's the new normal. And now what from here, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So it becomes then scary again. And then the cycle continues. So what is that moment of real triumph for me Mm -hmm. when I stood in my brilliance around my business? So I had started my business in 2012 as a passion project. And it was the intersection of a couple of different things. I was in graduate school. So I was in, I was in graduate school for public relations and communications at Georgetown. And it was a wonderful program. And at the beginning, middle and end of the day, it was really like a very high level book club where we had these, you know, best practice texts that we were reading from. And our professors were leading us, guiding us through a very high level, in-depth conversation. And we did projects around these best practice books. And so I was, and this was my jam. I loved this. So I really took this idea of like business principles, leadership principles. I was teaching this in my nonprofit as well, that I was, um, that I was a part of a leadership team for. And that was what I was doing for my nine to five. And I was really loving this idea of taking information and disseminating it to like my network of friends, like this kind of empowerment information, kind of like a high level book club. So I also love the idea of brunch. And so I brought forward this idea of 
Inspire Sunday Brunch. And I was the speaker at this Sunday brunch. And I invited my girlfriends and I did an empowerment workshop in 2012. And originally I didn't think I was going to be the speaker, but I wound up being speaker at my event. And this launched Inspire. So Inspire was in the background for a good while. And actually for about three years. And I was in a nine to five. As I said, I was um, an executive at a nonprofit, very meaningful to me, the work that we did. Um, And I had been there for a number of years. It was a lot of significance. However, and listen, this is, I say this after, you know, having processed um, my own experiences and really looking back on it with with wisdom. So so I want to say that I say all of this like not just with tact but with wisdom, with with real wisdom. Because what I recognize now is I had outgrown my nest. It was okay. very uncomfortable. And what that looks like is oftentimes bucking against the system. It is feeling undervalued. It is feeling like you are working twice as hard and expecting and seeing it and yet staying. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Yeah. And yet staying. (laughs) Okay. And yet staying and then like begging for more, begging to be seen, begging for a seat at the table. When you have a seat at the table, it's like you are the table (laughs) and you're begging. So I was, I was there. That's what I was doing. And I found myself doing that. And I had something that a, a virtual mentor of mine, when I say virtual, I've never met this person, but I have done a deep self-study of his work. His name is Michael Gerber, small business guru. He has written a book, several books called the uh, main one is um, The E-Myth Revisited, fabulous business book. Michael Gerber says that so often entrepreneurs come into their place of work and they look around and they say... <laughs> I am smarter than these people. I can do this better than these people. I'm going to take my energy and I'm going to go someplace else. And we have what he calls an entrepreneurial seizure. Well, I had that in 2015. Okay. I came in and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I told my husband, I'm not doing this. Inspire something that I think I can take someplace. But more than I, and it was a very strong passion and vision I equally knew I'm not staying here. Yeah. I'm not staying here. Yeah. I'm not staying here. And I put in my rec- resignation. I just knew I'm not staying here. And that was just, that was like so clear. So that was my entrepreneurial seizure. Now I say that because then I looked up and I had what's called now a business. Yeah. And I had no idea what a business was, what it entailed. Yeah, yeah. So I now had like the craziest of crazy bosses who had to really learn how to, from point zero, point zero, how to shift from an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset, to create something from nothing, to believe in my vision every day, whether it worked or not, to face my own demons Mm -hmm. in every single decision I have to make. Mm -hmm. It literally ripped the cast off of what I didn't know was, a, a, you know, I don't want to say broken, but a riddled person who was well-masked. Right. But that's what we are. Yeah. That's what we are. We're, unless we have taken the time to 
intentionally heal ourselves, we generally speaking are riddled people who are well masked. And entrepreneurship ripped that off, <laughs> ripped that off. And also because of the type of work I do is mindset, it is imposter syndrome, it is perfectionism, it is distractionism. So I'm I'm he heavily and highly in it in the in all of the study and the work. And so um, that was my that was my pivot, and then that was that was my pivot into entrepreneurship, and that was also my pivot into oh wow, what what exactly have I done? How did you settle on what we're going to be talking about today? How did you settle on being able to because with you advancing your professional dreams, part of that was leaving behind that nine to five setting. So now you're providing. I'm guessing it sounds like nine to five women and also entrepreneurial women um, with these tools to advance their dreams because professional dreams are both professional. So how do you, how did you settle on how you were going to support, support the, your clients? Yeah. Such a good question because it's, it's really like a segue into literally where we just left off in the story, which is, in and I'm getting like the exact years a little bit, but the point is, is that, September of 14 or 15, September, I LLC'd and I was very clear, like mm, this passing project is something that I want to take into consulting. I want to like uh, have a side thing. I didn't think I was going to leave. Uh, and this is also the squeezing out time that I was talking about. This was all, this was September. I had gone through the summer where I was basically like, oh, um, excuse me, like things have got to really change here, you know? And I, so that was September. And I LLC'd and I was clear that I was going to work with teams at this time around communications, but I was also really, really drawn to women empowerment because that was what the Inspire was. And I thought I was going to do things like um, image consult. So at first Inspire was Inspire Image Consulting when I first LLC'd and I was talking to one of my best girlfriends, who's also a marketing genius. And she was like, you do, you do more than that. You do way more than just image. You really help people with their brands, like who they are. And so that was a real mirror for me of like what my brilliance, what I come to then coin as my, my brilliance and helping people really discover their brilliance of like, oh, wow, I help people do that deep inner work. And I love that. Like it was really affirming for me. So Inspire went even deeper then in terms of like its own evolution and understanding. And at the same time, Georgetown was starting a class around career development. And they offered a workshop for a couple of women who were alumni um, launching this class. And it was taught by a coach. This was the first time I'd ever worked with a coach. It was a female coach. And we came in on the Saturday workshop. And the first thing that she said that I remember was, are you your own best friend? And when I tell you it was like the shame alarm went off, I was inflamed, you know, I felt like I was red, I felt small. I didn't even realize how like impactful, you know, that was, how really berating my inner talk was. So that was that was another like dive into understanding who and what I was drawn to. So they offered me to take this class and I now am working with a coach. She, this coach, this teacher has now my mentor and she also helped me coach through leaving my job. I now have this business, which is 
you know, again, we're going to dive into like how scary that was. And yet it was there and it was real and it was true. Um, It's super clear that I'm on this earth to specifically build a business for Black women. And I take that very, very seriously. And that's something I've also, you know, in year two, three, four, really stepped into. Because it can be very easy for people to hear the like, oh, she's so brave, which I am. It takes a lot of bravery. I do not doubt that. And there's, you know, a lot of work that goes into being brave. Um, and that's what I help people do. And I and I get it. Mm-hmm. You're a brilliant active reader. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, okay. So with, thank you for sharing your story and just your experience and like you're coming into the person you are and the person you were meant to be and what you're doing now. So an advancing professional dreams. I love that. What, what, how do you, okay. Two part question. <laughs> I was like, how do I ask a question? I want to... So how do you narrow it down? What are the three essential tools? So what we're here to talk about today and how do you narrow it down to three essential tools? But I guess you can tell me, like talk to us about, you know, take a couple of minutes and talk about what the tools are and how you were able to make it, narrow it down, hone in on it in three essential tools. Take it away. Okay. People who have a service-based passion. Essentially, what you're doing is you're helping people to get clear on what they want You're helping them to get clear on what's stopping them. You're helping them to build the courage to move forward and you're helping them to be confident. It's helping someone to realize a dream, whatever it is, baking a cake. Okay. You want this vision for your wedding. Great. I I can do this. And let me help you like crystallize that. What are you afraid is going to happen? And here's what I'm going to do. And here's how we're going to like act. It's the same process. So it's not that complicated. And I I say that to the audience, I say that to myself to remember, it's real simple. You're just helping people move forward. And that's when I got into the very specific three tools that represent, if I were to talk about, you know, the, the ultimate things that somebody would need to really focus on to advance their mindsets. So the three missing tools are one, really supporting people close their confidence gap. These are the three missing essential tools to advancing. So people are stuck in confidence gaps. That looks like burnout, overwhelm, procrastination, all the things, okay? Number two is it's really essential that a person has identified their Mm -hmm. personal brand. This is what we're talking about, your brilliance. Most of us are undervaluing our value. So it's about beginning to really identify, know, trust, and believe you are the UESG that you can be, so be that thing. The number three is actually creating up systems that support a person to live their brilliance. So it's one thing to recognize, oh, yes, I'm good at this thing. It's another thing to create a lifestyle that allows that thing to shine. So those are the three areas that I really help people to accelerate um, their way of seeing themselves and experiencing the world and that I think are critical to you know, advancing your profession. Okay.
Right. And of those three tools, which one do you find takes the most work or development to see steps or, or results or turnaround? So I would say that it's almost like a triangle, like each is equally, you know, an equilateral triangle, each is important. However, it would be a triangle that is, is that inverted where the, it's, it's upside down. It's on one of the angles, right? One angle is carrying the other two. Okay. And that's confidence gap. 1000%. Confidence gap, 1,000%. Because what a confidence gap does is it overshadows someone's brilliance. Someone can know till they're blue in the face, I know that I'm good at this thing, but I believe I'm not enough. So it doesn't matter how much I know I'm good at it because I can't move forward because I believe I'm not enough for X, Y, Z. And that's, again, a value thing. And a value when I say a value thing, that's a value issue. That's a value um, that is a person, you know, missing the essence of their value. And that's the core of the work. And, and that's, that is, again, the basis of a service-based business is helping people to understand their value, whether that's weight loss, whether that's being a doctor, whether that's being a dentist, whether that's being a lawyer. It's like helping people to really recognize their value based on your particular brilliance. It's all the same thing. We're all literally God's helpers. Um, And that's why it's so important to step into your brilliance and to own it. Um, It doesn't have to be your business. And yet it is your light to shine. um, And it behooves us to own it. For sure. Yeah. Confidence is key. Confidence is, it's, it seems so obvious, right? But we, a lot of us do lack the confidence and it is a habit, like a muscle that we have to build to say, I am confident that I can do this thing and I have this worth. And it's, if we're not taught how to be confident, some of us are naturally beautiful. We walk in, we own things. It's just, you know, we show up and, but most of us, it takes some work to get to that place of, of being confident and in that also being in the space of like the, that professional space and sharing your brilliance and being able to show up and offer it and see your value and offer it, communicate it. And on the other side of that is people seeing your value, appreciating your value. It really all does come down to that, that confidence piece. This has been like a beautiful, thank you so much, Ryan, but I'm going to let you go just yet. Um, as our bus is a boss success story, and I love listening to your story. Thank you so much again for sharing it. What do you have coming up? What's, what's going on in your, in your world that we need to know about and look out for from, from you? Yeah, thank you. So what I have coming up is I offer a complimentary discovery call for anyone who is interested in connecting on a deeper level around any of the things that we discussed today and feel either curious, they feel moved, they feel that charge of like, I just want to know more. I feel like there's something piquing my interest here. They help people get really clear on what they want and what that shadow is. Number two is the courage to reframe that. Number three is the confidence to move forward. And so if someone's curious about learning more about those three steps and the remaining eight, how to really advance their mindset to to book that discovery call so that we can do that deep dive and talk about how I can support you with that process move forward. 
I mean, I feel like it, the entire conversation was a nugget, but do you have a nugget to share with the listeners um, today just to wrap everything up before we say our goodbyes? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I love to share with people is to, it's so important to know thyself, to be thyself and to become thyself. Right. And so it's important to know who you are, to be who you are, and then to also allow yourself to become the next evolution of who you are um, and to really learn how to be well with yourself and how to value your value. There's if that rings for you, like, ooh, you know, that like I talked about when someone said when I, that coach said, are you your own best friend? Um, do you value your value? If that resonates then there's some real sense of you know work to do to really value your value. I would leave them with that. Yeah. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing your brilliance with me, shining with me on uh, during our conversation and really leaving our um, the listeners inspired, inspired to really learn how to value their value. Thank you. So that's it for this week. But before you go, let me know. Hey, that rhymed. Anyway, what was your favorite part? Actually, you know what I'd love? For you to share your thoughts in a review. And better yet, sharing is caring. So share this episode with a friend. Want to talk to me directly? Be sure to check out my website, kristennjames.com, and you can book your 15-minute intro call. And there's always a gift waiting for you in the show notes, so take a look. Until next week, and as I always say, have a sparkling day.